Hi, Mamas. Or Mamas to be. I'm Kayla. And I'm Tara. And welcome, welcome to, to Motherhood, motherhood Leaked. We're two first time mums leaking unfiltered tales of motherhood. Being there, getting there, and possibly getting lost along the way. Let's, Let's chat. chat. May contain swearing. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Motherhood Leaked. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Tara. How are you going? Um, my eyes are quite open t- today. <laughs> Are they open or are they not open? I'm not sure. Like I can see, but... Um, they blurry. You know those days where it's like, yeah, you're a bit hazy and it's like they're just mm. not quite open and it's because you haven't slept as much. Yes. So I feel like we're just in a bit of like a few nights in a row. I mean, look, we've talked about it before. Ellie, it doesn't sleep great, <laughs> but you know, when it just catches up with you, sometimes you cope yeah. really well with the lack of sleep and then there's other times where it's like actual torture. Yeah. We're at the torturous point. Oh God. Yeah. But in saying that, I'm in good spirits. How are you? Well, that's good. Cause usually um, if I'm like that, I feel like I've got sand underneath my eyes and like you said, some days you can use it as a superpower and you're like, I feel really good today. Yeah. But yeah, other days it's I mean, hard. I'm not using you're it. You're here. So I'm, that's good. I think that's why I'm in good spirits. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not using it as a superpower. I'm away from him. So yeah. <laughs> like, I love you, Elian. But, yeah. um, yeah, I'm here doing this, so that's why I'm in good spirits. I love it. That's it. Oh, very good. Any anything of interesting mm. life things pop up this week for you? I had my first midwife appointment um, last week, Ooh, that's so exciting. that's with I got into the midwife program. I'm sure I've spooked about that because I'm very excited, uh, and got, it was great because I got to catch up with the midwife who birthed Bo. Um, so that was really good. I was there for two hours, <laughs> so it was really good to catch up and just discuss. It was really eye opening. She's just really good at listening and understanding. Like she gave me all the options again, even though I kind of went in there saying, look, this is what I want to do. And she's like, yep, we can make that happen. That's fine. Uh, I've got to give you all the options anyway, which she did. Um, but she's like, well, whatever you want to do. She's like, we're willing to work with you. And she put me at ease with like my decision to kind of not opt for a C-section if that's not the way I want to go. So I think we mentioned this last time. Is that to do with the tearing situation? Yes. So Yeah. Because it was a third degree, wasn't it? Third degree, yep. So were you recommended or was that like to possibly have I a C-section? I was pushed, was, yeah. if I'm uh, honest, by a doctor, um, a couple of doctors, to have a C-section. Mm. Um, but it's funny because like not that doctors you know general practice or whatever aren't you know knowledgeable because they are but it's just different when you speak to midwives the difference uh, of opinion Definitely. and I've done my re- like when I walked in there she's like wow you've done a bit of research because <laughs> I walked in and I'm like I know the stats for tearing again and I know this, the risks of c-sections and like I said if I have to get one then of course I will like uh, whatever is safe for the baby but I don't want to choose a major surgery. Like I'm scared of that. Like that. Yeah, and also choosing it out of fear. I think it's great that you've gone away and done your own research and come to your own conclusion of like what's right for your body. Yeah. And I think we talked about it in your uh, – maybe we didn't. Um, but with your birth story and how like reflecting upon it, um, you pinpointed how potentially – Mm. that need to push like to get yeah. it out like you got to that point where you actually probably went beyond your body's yeah um not ability but just where it was at like you yeah. actually weren't meeting your body where it was at and you were a bit forceful so absolutely and look my i told that to my midwife and she's like look she goes don't she goes don't put pressure on yourself thinking that that because some people feel like they have to have a reason they talk mm. and she's like unfortunately some people genetically yeah tear, and she's like there's no reason behind it she's like so don't think she's like if that's what you think then that's fine like that's yeah. your i definitely think like when you've spoken to me about it it wasn't this is just my observation it wasn't you actually looking for a reason I think it was more like an honest reflection which is actually amazing and empowering in itself yeah and I must admit it's not like I just like I did it took a while for me to think oh wow I just remember that feeling Mm. and I keep in my head just keeps coming back so and that's what I said to her I said I don't think it's me putting pressure I just think it's like 
maybe what and happened honest reflection yeah. yeah which is nice and i think for a lot of us particularly women like we don't like to be wrong yeah we want to be right and it's actually good that you could just yeah be vulnerable with yourself even and go hey you know what maybe i didn't listen to my body yeah but also knowing that it's totally fine that it didn't go the way you expected. well exactly no yeah pressure. that's right and that's just well, birth, isn't it <laughs> yes and well that's good that you got that out of the conversation and yeah. that you're feeling Yes, well, it's been truck o'clock, everybody. Oh, um, you can tell we do it every day, every time we do the podcast. But it's nice. He's just like a guest on the show now. now. <laughs> but oh my god, we've been taking Bo on bike rides because he's got a new bike. Did I tell you we got Bo a new bike? No, we got him the tri get... bike. Oh, yeah. like Elliot's also. Yeah, because he was just getting too big for the other one. Is oh he fast God. on it? Because remember I was telling you with Elliot, I'm very picky and choosy about where I take him and when because I have to run to keep up with him. Elliot. Elliot's speed racer. I've seen him on it. He's like yes. next level. It's crazy. Bo is more of like a stop and take it all in. Like we'll go for a ride and he spots a leaf that yep. he wants to look at and he'll he want to hold that leaf and then he'll see a butterfly and a bus goes past and a red car and then a yellow car. And I swear <laughs> to God, Brenton took him around the block last night. It took him like an hour and a half to get around the block. That's because hilarious. he's just happy cruising on it, like That's which so is good. good. Um, but if we want to actually do some moving, Brenton just takes a strap with him and just like pulls him along. <laughs> That's so clever. I didn't think of the so, strap. Well, we, we have to that? because he's just too distracted. He's so easily distracted. That's so funny. Elliot's the opposite. <laughs> he yeah, he's like just me. a speed demon. Oh, Elliot's off. Even on his scooter, I've seen Elliot, and he's like next level. There's something about this kid. I've always had a feeling since like he was very young because he would be, you know, those like little push um, cars. They yes. Have. Like he figured out how to use that at like I think he was in like nine months like he was really young and he was steering it around the house and there was something in me I was like this kid is going to be like a speed demon yeah <laughs> anyway we were away on the weekend for Easter and there was a motorbike and of course he was on the motorbike oh, obviously yeah. not by himself with Troy but <laughs> loved it so I'm like oh gosh it's already happening oh it's happening motorbike kids happy Easter everyone too we forgot to mention that last yes. week hope everyone had a how nice was, Easter how was Easter did you get into the chocolate with Bo or where is your stance with that um no well I guess this kind of leads into our subject today doesn't it um we're going to be talking about i guess what the idea of what constitutes a good mom and mum guilt and everything that leads into that um but we like aren't anti-sugar in this household like Bo has sugar um but also i don't over like we don't have chocolate or dessert every night he doesn't have that so when it comes to easter i bought plastic eggs from the reject shop um and a couple of kinder surprise eggs we did an Easter egg hunt and he loved it. Like he was excited. We bought a couple of monster trucks as well to hide into the mix. Um, and he was more excited about the plastic eggs than anything. Yeah. And I think that's because he didn't know what the chocolate eggs were when he found them. He was like a bunny. And then he just gave it to me. And I'm like, okay, you don't realize this is chocolate. Yeah. That's like Elliot just to interject there. But um, you know how in the supermarkets for months before Easter actually is here, they yep. have all the bunnies. Oh yeah, Christmas. So Elliot Christmas. goes up and goes cuddle and he pulls them out and cuddles them because he doesn't realize they're food. <laughs> That's so funny. So maybe I'm depriving him. But then we cracked. We I made sure he had breakfast before we did the Easter hunt, though. I'm like... Help balance the blood sugar. Yeah, he didn't know. I'm like, let's get up and have some brekkie. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, the Easter bunny popped by. Um, and then he had a bit of a kinder surprise egg, which he devoured. He was like Hannibal Lecter, eating its face off. Um, and yeah, he loved it. But I didn't let him have the whole thing. I let him have like half of it. But it's because it does... Like sugar affects him. I know it does. Not to a point where he's like... I know it affects some kids a lot worse. Like, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But you can tell it's, like, a bit of a spike. But it was Easter. I was like, I'm happy to do yeah, with it. Yeah, that's so fun. That's like, my choice. Balance. But it was mainly, like, yeah, plastic eggs. He had a bit of chocolate. And then I pretty much ate the rest of them. I'm not going to lie. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, how about you? 
Yeah, our Easter was good. Um, yeah, no, we didn't do any chocolate for Elliot, but that's mainly because he is allergic to dairy. Um, yeah. Well, when I say allergic, he just yeah, it has a bit of an intolerance to it. Um, we did do the plastic egg hunt. He actually did do an Easter egg hunt with the other kids. We went away with a few other families, and he did, but he didn't even know that they were food. Like yeah. he was just happy to collect them. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he had a great time. He um was definitely more interested in the motorbike that and the excavator had really no idea that what easter really was yeah like, exactly. but yeah it was still good and with the sugar thing yeah elliot's had his you know fair share of sugar here or there we're mm. definitely like um conscious of what we give him and i wouldn't yeah. choose to give it every day like you're saying but yeah here or there so and i, I guess think. it's been like it stands out more for you because elliot has had food intolerances mm. as well so you've probably got to be yeah more cautious of like what he's putting in his mouth definitely we're more conscious of it yeah um, but yeah it and it does help when it comes to things like Easter when people try to give him yeah. Easter eggs. Yes, Dad, if you're listening. My dad was like, I'm going to bring Elliot's Easter present over. I'm like, it's not chocolate, is it? He was like, oh, can't he eat it? I was like, well, Ba-bow. he can, but, um, well, in terms of the sugar, like, yeah, whatever. Like, I would probably give him, let him have a little bit, but no, yeah. he can't have dairy. So. That's what Mum said. She's like, I'll send up some eggs. I'm like, don't, because they'll melt. Like, yeah. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> don't. But then she usually gets in pajamas every year for Easter. Like, what that's is, her I, thing. I feel like that's a thing, because my I mum used to do pajamas yeah. for Easter. Now I do that with Elliot, because I'm oh. like, well, that's what I always got. Yeah. It. it was winter pajamas. <laughs> like, there you go. It's <laughs> oh, so funny, because it is a thing. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was Easter. But yeah, like I said, leading into this week's episode, um, we were talking last week about different things that had come up for both of us in terms of like yeah what constitutes a good mum and I think as as mums and as new mums first time mums you put a lot of like subconscious pressure on yourself to Mm. be a good mum but when we talk about that it's really funny because if you ask one mum what makes a good mum and then ask another mum it's going to be different yeah but but for some reason we internalize ourselves with what we should be doing and then put a lot of guilt on ourselves so when we don't essentially yeah um for you how have you found how did you find going into motherhood and dealing with mum guilt because I know for me before becoming a mum I didn't really understand like you I don't think I had a proper understanding and I don't think you can have it until you become a mum of how heavy mum guilt can be yeah definitely how have you felt going into motherhood oh absolutely like you're like you said before you have kids you don't realize what mum guilt is um and then you have a child and you're like I feel guilty all the time. Yes. Like, um, and it's just like the small things too, like, you know, um, screen time. And, and that's, I think that's why it's hard to judge these days um, because social media and things like that make it hard and put pressure on mums to be this perfect, like what society sees, the perfect, like what makes a good mum. And I think that's why we're talking about it today is because deep down, I don't think there's there's no rule book no there's not one thing like that makes a good mum at the end of the day if you love your child and your child is nurtured and fed and cared for like that is i to me a good mum but that doesn't stop you from having mum guilt <laughs> like no and i think the really interesting thing is when i sat with that the mum guilt and these expectations it's funny because like so we say even like you know on social media there's all these standards being put out there but actually it comes from our own individual level of self-criticism yeah and self-judgment and it actually and we're looking for validation that we're good mums so there's like you know mums out there posting being helpful of course like ideas of like these meals and they've got these perfect bento box lunch boxes (laughs) and that's great but then it's funny how we internalize if we're not being aware of our own thoughts of like oh well if my kid's just having cut up fruit in a ziploc bag then yeah. i'm not a good enough mom like, sandwich you can extra feel butter. <laughs> like your yes like your level of guilt can stem from something like that like oh, definitely. And just being so triggered by that and then also i think something i had to 
like witness is you know how quick other mums are to judge each other mm-hmm. on little things whether it be you know what bloody nappy brand you choose yeah. or whether you choose to do cloth nappies or disposable like it comes though from your own level of how you think you should be like yeah. it's all on a personal level of Definitely. your own standard yeah and um i think to get to a point now where i am with the mum guilt like the mum guilt definitely riddled me um it was yeah it was like do you a, remember like it, specific kind of things that would i guess it? it really started like from the get-go um of just simple things of like i think and obviously it does i've realized now that it does stem from my own childhood wounding which is like for all of us we've all gone through on some level like some kind of childhood trauma um and i know for me like i wanted so badly to be there for elliot like as in you know be that perfect in inverted commas like breastfeeding mother that's always available because you know we should be there you know and i say should in inverted commas of like we should be there because it's a with a newborn or whatever age but like going back to when it first started with for me of like having this newborn the mother needs to be close but I internalized that so heavily to the point where like I couldn't even lay in the other room and have a nap without feeling intense guilt wow yeah like it was really strong and now looking back I can see like for my upbringing I came from a a split family and my mom was very young and went through was going through a lot of her own trauma at the time um and now I can see how my own abandonment issues was like basically playing out in my reality with Elliot where I just felt this intense guilt and I couldn't be away from him and I couldn't see it at the time how it was actually creating the problem at the same time because I wasn't aware yeah um so it's okay if you want to go and have a nap and somebody else holds your newborn like that's actually okay definitely but there was this feeling in me that was so strong that I almost couldn't even sit with I couldn't sit with it. it was so much discomfort wow um so yeah it definitely stemmed like very early on for me um and i would say it was probably i remember he was five weeks old and you know they go through that like um their first like proper little gross but around like five weeks and they do lots of cluster feeding waking up through the night heaps yeah and it was like i just remember waking up and saying to troy you need to get your mum over here like i can't function but it got to like it got beyond the point of me like i should have asked for help earlier yeah i say should have like i mean i could have yeah ask for help if i was more aware and conscious um of what i was doing but the guilt was so strong and, and also you're a first time mum, so you don't understand what's going you're like am i just meant to be coping with this you yes. just think that everyone oh everyone goes through this you kind of just make put that in your into your narrative don't you you do you're right it's a narrative we tell ourselves all these stories of like yeah other mums are doing it and you look on instagram and like yeah you look to other mums you know and you're like well they got through it and you talk to other mums and for me i had like good support in terms of people checking in on me but i remember vividly when people would say to me it's it's gonna be okay like this will pass it actually really triggered me because mm. i was like when like yeah. i don't know when Give the day date. <laughs> i don't even know when the day and night ends and yeah. starts but I, now i can see like it was because i wasn't giving myself space and wasn't giving myself grace and was judging myself on the fact that i needed to go and have a shower and if elliot would cry like that yeah. would really trigger me when he cried because i felt like it was my fault yeah. but now i can see that's okay it wasn't and that um yeah over time it's gotten better but i can see for me i definitely created this narrative that i needed to be there for him i needed to be the mum that was there all the time yeah and that left me with nothing essentially and i wasn't get- caring for myself and giving to myself and over time um i reckon it was probably from about six months i really started to see what was happening like mm. on a on a 
very surface level um started to give myself some grace and like you know Troy would start taking him for a bit in the mornings and I'd have some time to myself but it's funny because it literally probably only took me up until six months ago which is so he would have been 18 just over 18 months um or just under 18 months it really took up until then for me to actually be able to feel the guilt come up and not identify with it and not be the guilt and just recognize it and go okay that's a story yeah like guilt is just a story and it stems from the wounds we have it stems from the the expectations we place on ourselves and the fears we have in ourselves so I think the more work I've done to go inward on all of that has helped me to drop the guilt yeah more and more so do you can you think of a time recently that you've had mum guilt like what the latest like do you or you don't think you have it anymore? Because no, I you definitely. Um, no, I definitely would say it's something that is always going. I feel like it's always going to be there. Yeah, as in like the thoughts will always be there. Of course, our yeah. mind will because it's yeah that's how our mind works. Um, we're always going to have thoughts that pop up, and that are not necessarily going to be helpful. But like even today, for example, like still there's a narrative playing in the background of like my husband's at home with Elliot I should be there Mm. but it's just whether I choose to identify with that thought or not and that's where I'm at now I'm like I can see that and I know it's not true yeah and and just reminding myself of like that it's actually okay to be doing what I'm doing and being really gentle with myself and like I guess giving the love that we try to give to our children giving it to ourselves so replacing the guilt with love and the guilt with gratitude yeah being really grateful that I have a husband that wants to be at home with Elliot yeah at this time you know um, and that he gets to build a connection with with um Elliot and vice versa that's it so I think yeah definitely I still experience the guilt um things like sleep deprivation (laughs) change how well I cope with it the weight exactly but again it's being like I think it just comes back to having the awareness that like you're of what you're feeling yeah and then having the support of people around you to talk about it yeah um how do you like yeah how have you been going with it good like when you were talking about Elliot being a newborn things like that it brought me back to when I was like I really struggled for the first 10 days with Bo he never settled he cried the whole time and in my head I was like I rang my sister I was like I can't do this like I'm not a good mom like Mm -hmm. and because you have this narrative before you have the baby and everyone's like you're gonna be such a good mom you're gonna be such a good mom but what does that mean like Mm -hmm. you can't say that like I just think I mean it's a nice thing to say I get it Mm -hmm. but like we're talking about now what makes a good mom like when you're saying that to someone then you have a baby and you're like well, everyone said I'd be a good mum and my baby won't settle with me. Yes. Like, why you know, Why isn't my baby latching? Is that my fault because my nipples are too big? Like, stuff like that, which is ridiculous now to look back on. And that's the great thing is because we are a lot further along in this journey and we mm. can reflect on it now. Mm-hmm. But I still have moments of mum guilt, like the daycare thing. Wow, that really triggered it for me and brought it back up again. Mm-hmm. Like having to drop off at daycare when he was like clinging to me, like screaming, mama, mama. Mm-hmm. That was hard. And then I'd walk away crying, thinking to myself, what am I doing? Am I like, am I giving him trauma? Is this, you know, going to ruin him? But the reason I put him in daycare in the first place is because I needed it for my mental health. Like Mm -hmm. I was struggling. I was always someone who needed like a bit of time and I just had no time. And Bo is like a, what's the kind of word? Like we need to do a lot of things, need to keep him occupied kind of thing. Like he's a Mm -hmm. go, go, go kid. We don't just sit and chill, like, which is fine. But I just felt myself couldn't get anything done. I just felt like I was, you know, waning a little bit in yeah. myself. And I wanted to study and I had to like do placement at school. So to do that, I had to, you know, put bow in daycare. And reflecting now, again, like I still have days where I'm like feel bad. Mm-hmm. And I've got school holidays at the moment, so I'm not at school. 
And on Thursday, I said to Brendan, like, Bo's still got daycare and we have to pay for it. So I'm like, he's going to daycare. Mm. <laughs> but I'm like, we should go to a movie. Yes. Because Brendan and I used to do that. was our thing before we had Bo. Mm-hmm. Every week we go to the movies and we loved it. Since having Bo, I think we've gone once when my mum was up. <laughs> so it's one of those things where I'm like, we should go. And then Brendan's like, oh, but I feel guilty. And I'm like, you know what? I'm past that. Like, mm. I know, like, we will feel a bit guilty, like, dropping off and we're going to see a movie. But also, that's good for us. Like, we yes. haven't done this thing, like... It's good for Bo to see us connect and mm-hmm. stay connected and be able to keep our relationship in a good place. And if that's something that helps us and feels good, I don't see anything wrong with it. No, definitely. Um, I think. And I must admit, it's gotten easier because Bo is now going into daycare and he's like, yeah, bye, bye. So he's like really happy to be there. And there was a turning point. It was just, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But you still have days where you're like, oh, am I dropping him off? Like, is it selfish? Things like that. Um get to me a little bit sometimes but I'm feeling much better about it now because I'm like what movie are we gonna see Brenton <laughs> yeah and it's like it's just interesting how what you were saying like right back to when you just started talking then you you actually said oh I thought to myself am like am I being a good mum like that's the story we internalize of like as soon as things aren't externally going the way that we have expected it to or been told or told ourselves that it should be in inverted commas we Mm. instantly go oh well it's my worth as a mother yeah like if my child's upset if I can't be there all the time if I don't have um you know xyz lined out for them like it's it's instantly goes to the narrative of I'm not a good mum yeah but what's really interesting and what's great is that you've been able to sit with it and go well you know what it's good for him in ways and it's also good for me yeah and actually that's the thing I think that helped me is actually knowing that when I fill my cup up, that fills Elliot's 10 times more than when I hang around feeling guilty. Absolutely. And it's like with you and Brenton going to the movies, like for him feeling guilty, if you guys don't go, he's actually like his cup's going to be empty and then he's mm. not going to have had quality time with you and vice versa. Yeah. And while we think we're doing the right thing, sitting in the guilt and going, oh no, I'll put their needs first. Yeah. Not to say we don't put our children's needs first, but like if we're constantly coming from this place of guilt and doing it from that level it actually just becomes toxic. Yeah. We don't, we actually create this, the story that we're trying to not achieve. Like, yeah, we want to be like you're saying about the cup, filling your cup, you can't pour from an empty cup. So you can't give someone else your full, you know, Mm. tension and love and all that kind of stuff. If you're not feeling it. I think a a really important part of this, like, and it would be with you too, is sitting with the discomfort of the guilt that comes up. Yeah. Rather than, avoiding that pain of like oh no I'll just stay I won't send with daycare I won't do these things yeah absolutely and actually dropping in and going you know what yeah this feels uncomfortable yeah but and also questioning and like why does it feel uncomfortable exact- like going 100 percent yeah. go deeper on it because then you can actually start to live more authentically as a good mother in your yeah. own right and then that will serve your child more that's it that's and if I pull out a pouch food and another mum judges me like who cares now who like I maybe at the start I'm not gonna lie I was like a bit because Bo I said to Brenton the other night, actually, I'm really proud because Bo hasn't had a packet meal in like months. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, that's like an achievement because I hate cooking, as you all may know. I may have mentioned it, but I now do it a lot for Bo because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm really impressed with myself when he eats something <laughs> that I've cooked. I'm like, oh God, look at him eating my bloody zucchini fritters. Look at you go. <laughs> it is such like a moment, isn't it? When your child eats what you make. It is. You're like, you're like oh my oh. God. And just knowing that it's nutritious and yes. you put good stuff in it. And you're like, yeah, yeah I got you, kid. I got you. Yeah. Um, but there's like definitely times where I've been like knackered and we've had Maccas for dinner. Like he's yeah. had Maccas. Elliot had his first Maccas meal on the weekend. Did he? he How did. did he go? He's had hot chips before from Maccas, but um, because of his allergies, like we oh. haven't. And also I will admit there is a part of me because of my own history, I've had really like um, 
like restrictive views myself on food in my yeah. past that obviously I would um, have judged myself for feeding my child. Yes. But I was like, you know what? Like, it's actually fine. Like, and it was great. He loved it. He had chicken nuggets. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's beautiful because I think like that's, if I had have continued the narrative that, you know, healthy food is what we should be eating, mm-hmm. it would one, create massive amount of stress in that time because we were traveling and it was like, I would have had to make something. Yeah, and it was like, you know, hard. the stress that comes up and then I become this ball of stress. Yeah. Um, and also too, it's teaching him balance. Like it's teaching yeah. him that it's okay. And then like the, the restriction, when we restrict, we just want it more. Exactly. Um, so therefore then, yeah. like it, and I think we've spoken about this. Like yeah. I, I talk about how Brenton and I grew up in really different households. Like mm-hmm. I grew up in a family where my mum was really conscious about what she fed us and mm. wouldn't we wouldn't like have sugar and cordial and things like that that was like a no-no in our house um like she'd make mashed potato and it would literally just be mashed potato there wouldn't be butter and salt and all the stuff that yeah. i had to mine um it was just very like meat and three veg that's what we ate no soft drink um when we when us kids went to parties like whoa we were at that like snacks table eating the fairy bread the oh, coke were like kid. we were going yeah. nuts and i'm still like that like i don't keep soft drink in the house because if I did, I would drink it because I can't help myself. Um, so it's just easier for me not to see it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I just love Coke. Like I would drink it all the time, but I don't. Yeah, well. Um, and Brenton was the opposite. They were brought up with cordial and Coke and sugar and like takeaway and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he's the opposite. Like he doesn't drink soft drink. He's not into it. He's like, so I said like there's this like fine line of like me who was brought up in a family where I'm like, a bit of an addict now to sugar because um, we were restricted. And then Brenton, who had an overabundance of it and is like not interested with it. in it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I'm like, well, we just have a bit of a balance. Like we try and mm. balance it out. Like if he wants Macca sometimes, like he doesn't want it, but I'm going to give it to him because I've had a big day at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. And I yeah. think what happens is like um, when we're, and I know for me personally, it's like you can even do those things, right? And you can okay it in your mind. You can be like, well, I've had a big day at work yeah. and I'm exhausted, so I'm going to give my kid this. And then the guilt arises like mm. later. Yeah, yeah, and true, the I after feel, guilt. Yes, <laughs> and I feel like that's where though if we can bring a level of consciousness to what we're doing and recognize when that's happening and recognize that it's a story yep. and drop it, like as in like drop into it, like as in like, okay, like and be gentle with yourself and go, that's just a story, you know, like and that's actually okay and where is this coming from? And that's, I think, how I've moved through the guilt is on those points is like because i know i will do that myself like create like justify what i'm doing whether it's externally to troy or to me internally telling myself a story of why i'm allowed to do it and then having the after guilt yeah um but yeah i think it's just it just really does come back to it's i think as mothers we're always going to feel a level of guilt yeah but yeah if we can just be aware of our thoughts and aware of our actions yeah and, and then be kind to ourselves like i think that's how you really move forward with it yeah, and we were talking. It's funny because I was asking Kayla this morning because, you know, I'm old and I can't keep up with all the cool trends. Um, but Kayla had mentioned to me a couple of things, um, something a month or two ago, and I'd seen on a TV show recently about a crunchy mum. And I had no idea what it was. And I'm like, oh, I have to ask Kayla what a crunchy mum is because I remember her vaguely saying something to me about it. And it, like when we were talking about this episode, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of is intertwining about what we're talking about. Well, it does because, well, we'll go through what a crunchy mum is. I actually yeah. didn't know off the top of my head. We did some no, Googling no, before. Yeah, we had to do but some it's research. funny because, again, it comes into this like labelling of mothers and how we categorise and judge each other yeah. as a society and then we put ourselves into these boxes, right? <laughs> so, okay, so crunchy. So the terms that we came across were crunchy yep. or silky mum yep. and then there's a hybrid new version, scrunchy mum. 
which I just thought was someone wearing a scrunchie in their hair. And I'm like, well, I'm definitely that one. <laughs> so no, it's actually not. So we've got crunchy mums being your like holistic, um, natural, cloth nappy, home birthing. You get the vibe. Yeah. Silky being your more, this is literally just my recall from Google. Silky <laughs> being um, hospital birth, vaccinations, pro-circumcision, packaged yeah. foods essentially yeah. like it was just the i don't even know how yeah what you would that's essentially what it was scrunchy being this is the term that i read the mother who picks and chooses out of those ones which they would like to be now i don't know about you but i don't think there's a lot of mums walking around being like hey no. which one do i want to be what am i going to be today yes if which, i choose this am i crunchy or scrunchy or freaking silky but one? on another funny note aside from the labels let's just go labeling what do we think we are what do you think you are tara oh i'm Crunchy. Well, no, no, scrunchy. What's scrunchy? the one in between? <laughs> I'm, I'm in between. I'm happy to give, like, Bo has eaten packet food. Doesn't worry me. Um, I had an unmedicated birth, so they're a bit, like, is that me? But you had crunchy? a hospitalised. It's so funny. It it? This is, it's funny, isn't it? Because it's like, yeah, you categorise, but then you actually... Yeah, I'm not. But, yeah, not. and so... And then maybe I'm holistic in some of the, the ways yeah. like Bo and I hang out and do things and yeah, play. And I don't know. Um, yeah, you're yeah. nature a lot. Scrunchy. What about yourself? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely a scrunchy mum because... But yeah. do you really know? Like, that's the funny thing. Like, do you know any mums that are in either side of that? Like, do you know a crunchy yes. or a silky mum? Yes. Really? Yes, I definitely do. Okay, because I'm trying to think to myself, like, it's so, like, distinct. Yeah. Whereas I think most people would be scrunchy mums because we all kind of pull and take Yeah, I them. think for the most part, I think the more, I would say, mums these days generally... Yeah would probably be all scrunchy because we all are a bit more conscious of like different things getting out of nature mm. you know some people are more health conscious in terms of being more holistic about it but then they're still going to go and have a hospital birth like you and i did yeah um so yeah i think for the most part i think our generation is probably scrunchy yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> but a weird that, term i just don't know where it kind of said on tv the from, other day. it's an american go- term like i know it was an American term. Yeah, right. Well, when I was Googling, like, I was surprised that the article, one of the articles I was reading, it was from 2016. Yeah, but I feel like it's had, like, I read it somewhere about TikTok. So, bloody TikTok. Another, you know, every time we talk about a trend coming up, mm. it's from TikTok. Um, so, I think it came back, like, TikTok has brought it back into the light. Well, probably, yeah. It's just resurfacing again. But, yeah, it's just interesting how, again, like, we can judge each other and label. Oh, definitely, you know, yeah. society and go, well because you do these things you must be this like. yeah definitely but it's even like the type like people are like like are you an active mom are you a yeah you know um social media mom like there is like are you an influencer mom there is like like labels unfortunately mm. um are here to stay which is like it'd be nice okay. if you didn't have to um but yeah the social media side of things is hard sometimes because you see people's houses and you're like god look at them filming their kids in their clean lounge room like how come yep. they don't have shit on their floor like i've got shit on my floor totally <laughs> or washing hanging on the thing or even just like you know it's Instagram particularly is it's always talked about as like a highlight reel and it is yes, because you put, I'm like I'm not, I wouldn't even say I'm, I'm not guilty of it because I actively choose my personal page is I it's for me it's like a memory book yeah um, and I you know all our our hectic memories of the chaos are imprinted in my brain so yeah. I need this like <laughs> nice place to go and look at all the smaller True. photos and it's but like insane. when they're screaming and doing all that tantrums you very rarely like you don't want to take a like smile and he's like having yeah. a major tantrum and that's what you're going to post I'd get like to but a I, point yeah and I but I also think like it uh, we've got to have awareness of what social media is and keep consciously reminding ourselves that that is what we're looking at like mm. that we when you're looking at somebody's 
stories or their reel that they've created and yeah it's this like image of perfect essentially or what yeah. you're internalizing is wow their their house is cleaner than mine or the meal is better than mine I like to look at it and go wow that's amazing but I also like to look through it and think well how much pressure is that mum putting on herself mm. to even have that reel created and put up on social media yeah. like have you seen the mum like I don't know, there's a mum who does cooking and stuff and makes like dough and she has a kid on a hip and stuff and she's making everything. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like trending on social media. Okay. Um, but And it's copped a lot of flack because everyone's like, well, that doesn't look real because you look way too, first of all, like she's really smiley and airy fairy and she's <gasps> oh got a kid on her hip and a kid helping and she's like cooking bread from scratch. And But see, isn't it interesting how... Again, there are other. I'm sure it would be mothers judging that mother because it looks. Oh like my god! An all the comments were judging, like, like her. Yeah, oh, I must and admit. Like, and again, it stems from those mum mothers not feeling like a good enough mum because yeah. they would love to be in the kitchen doing that, right? And everyone's like, "That's not real." Like that's what all the comments were. So it's yeah. funny. Like, and it's funny because I when I was saying like we have to have awareness. This it's, it goes to this like polarity of like where people attack others. It's like no, you mm-hmm. don't need to go and attack that person. Like, great, they might have actually had that perfect moment. Kudos yeah. to them. Yeah. But also, like, go with it and be like, well, why is this triggering me so much? Yeah. Because it's actually okay that if that mum is doing that. But and the, funny, okay the funniest not. thing is you get judged either way. Like, 100%. If you come out and be honest about, oh, my God, my kid's being a turd and, like, mm-hmm. you get judged and, like, oh, well, you should be grateful. You're a mum. Yeah. But then you post something good and it's like, oh, that's not real. Like, look how perfect your life looks. Exactly. So I, either way, it's like at the end of the day, just, you know, you do you because mm. people but, are always going to judge. And that's where it comes back to you've got to go within. And you've got to have your own identity of like who you are as a person and your own self-worth. Yeah. Because there is always going to be people judging and having an opinion and it comes from their own self-worth. So Exactly. F the haters. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tara. <laughs> Tara's like, yeah, I'm them. just so, it's funny as a mum. Like I used to be so insecure about what people thought of me and like I'm an actor. So that's just life. Like that's what we that, We've talked about this before. That surprises me. I thought you being an actor, you'd have all the levels of confidence because I don't like being on like in stage on on stage in front of people but you've yep. told me before it's because you put on this like yeah I'm an actor I'm, you're an I actor. act as someone else like it's, yeah. you know it's handy actually <laughs> um, but now I'm like it's been, since becoming a mum I've just like grown this where I'm like I don't care like if you think that about me we don't need to be friends like that's mm. fine that's your stuff that you're dealing with like you know put a mirror up and yeah you got the issues that's not my problem yeah um, but I'll think, think it's like a really good reminder like what we're talking about what makes a good mum even good mums have bad days like oh, you're still a good mum. We 100%. have bad days, we have bad moments, but we're good. Like you're, you love your kid. We're good mums, definitely. And I think, um, for me as well, on that level of like still being a good mum and what constitutes that, I know for me, like, I would find sanity when my house everything was sorted. You know, the washing's done, the kitchen's clean, all this mm-hmm. stuff, and like now I've gotten to a point where I can have piles of washing that are sitting beside the washing machine because it's been a rainy week and Mm. not internalize that as being a bad mum and have this like stress spinning around inside me and it's because I've dropped the stories like and Mm. like you said not worrying about what other people think of you yeah and going back inward on that and being like well what do I think of me like because that's actually what matters and if there is someone who is judging you I think it's really nice when you can get to a place of yeah definitely you can have a boundary with them be like well I don't need to worry about you you can have thick skin like (laughs) that that's great but also we are all in this together in the sense that like if you can look at that mum and go wow like imagine how much pressure she's putting on herself if she's judging you what is she doing to herself Mm. like I just think that 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 for me was like a huge breakthrough to go wow like when if I'm feeling judged by someone I know I judge myself a lot. Yeah, So then therefore, like, what chaos are they causing themselves in their mind, Mm. you know? And I think a way through this is for all of us to, like, 
start just being gentle with ourselves and then we can be gentle with others. Yeah. And as you can see, I mean, every time Kayla comes here, I've got washing on my clothes horse. Yeah. <laughs> I just leave it for days because I'm like, eh, it'll dry. At the end of the day, if it's up to me playing with Bo and putting washing away and that, I'm always going to choose Bo. Like, especially yeah. if he's been at daycare and stuff, I just don't worry about everything else. Just mm-hmm. like, let's just hang. Definitely. And I think, um, you know, I think a lot of mums rationalize it like that as well, which is a good place to start to be like, you know, I'm going to put my kid first. Like, as yeah. in, in terms of like the house, right? The house. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. But it is also what's really interesting is if you I've noticed this and maybe this is something you can try if you're someone who does get really caught up a mum who does get really caught up in the doing of things like needing to be on top of everything and then you can take a breath and be present with your child yeah it's really interesting if you drop in and you just witness that there's a washing pile there and there's yeah. thoughts in your mind going like oh my god I needed the washing blah, 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 blah. but actually becoming present with your child and sitting and playing with them for five minutes I found when I drop in and let it be I actually get the things done without the stress being there. Mm. Like there's no racing in it. Like my mind's not racing. My body's not racing. And I just pot away and like, we just get it done. Yeah. It's the days where I'm up in my head being like, Oh my God, I got to do all these things. And then we've got to get out of the house and it feels really stressful, but it's because I'm creating the stress. Yeah. So it it is, it's something to like, I think it's a cool little experiment to do when you drop in and you like go with it. And I've decided to get Bo to help me now. Like he, oh, how good is it? Yeah, he just helps me do the work. It hinders me sometimes because it takes forever. Yeah, but it takes longer, I love but he it's gets more fun. the clothes and he shakes them. And Brendan's yes. like, why is he shaking the top? I'm like, he watches me do it. Like, he's helping. Really and yep. he's always like, helping, Mama, helping. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, and it's good getting them involved. Like, that, isn't it? Like, yeah, even definitely. this morning, Elliot was eating his breakfast and I was unpacking the dishwasher and he's like, help you, help you. Yeah. And I'm, in my head, I was like, you this morning, I was like, damn it, I just want to get unpacked now. Yeah. <laughs> but it becomes this activity and, like, yeah, yeah it is something that can, you know. Definitely. That can turn a day around. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, the crux of it is that we are actually all really good mums and it's the pressure we put on ourselves. And if yeah. you're feeling the pressure, um, start with being gentle with yourself. Yeah. You know, and just know you're not alone. And do what you need to do. Go have a drink, go have a dance. Yes. Go to the beach. <laughs> Definitely. Or book a, book a hotel room for the night um, to escape your family, which, which I'm which doing for my birthday. And I'm so, I have no guilt about it. I'm not guilty. So you've booked? Yeah, yeah. So I booked a hotel. Oh, my God. Um, and then it's part of the so the Gold Coast Film Festival's on. Yep. And there's a bunch of panels on the Saturday. So mm-hmm. I'm going to Hoda to sit in on like three or four film panels. Amazing. Um, and just immerse myself in that experience. And then um, I'm going to stay in a hotel, going to walk, you know, to back to my hotel. I'm going to have dinner. I'm going to just watch Netflix and hopefully get a good night's sleep. Amazing. <laughs> uh, and you... then I might even get a massage the next day. Oh, my God. Go you. And you're still a great mum for it. That's right. That's right. I'll be a better mum for it. You're a better mum, 100%. Like first night, look, it'll be my first night away from Bo ever. So that will be, oh wow, you know, interesting to yep. unpack. But um, yeah, at the moment I'm feeling excited. I'm counting down the days. Yay. <laughs> I well, love you, Bo. You're going to have to report back to us how it goes. Definitely. Well, um, it was good chatting today. I'm, it was. It was good like to get that all out on the table. Because yeah, definitely. I think it's important to talk about because it's definitely something we all go through. That's it. So yeah. Cool. See you all later, right, good well. mamas. Bye. <laughs> Bye.